The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans Podcast. Social commentary, hot topics, amazing guests, a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week's show, some great hot topics to talk about. Alec Baldwin gets manslaughter charges. Students are getting caught using artificial intelligence to do their homework. And hydrogen fuel is almost a thing. Before we get into the podcast, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. First up, unfortunately, the lovely Liz E is taking some time off and can't join us for a few weeks. But don't worry, Miss she'll Liz. be back in no time. But we do have our nature lover, gamer, rock star, coming to you from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Rob B. Rock. What's up? What's up, everyone? Happy Sunday. And a special shout out to everyone celebrating the Lunar New Year or Spring Festival. Happy New Year. You're the rabbit. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I'm a rat. That's, that's, that's <laughs> all rat. I can remember. I'm a rat. I forgot what I am. I yeah, something, something fun to look yeah, up for you're sure. You're an astrologer. You're supposed to know these things. Yeah, girl. Not off the top of my head. I declare shenanigans. I call it shenanigans <laughs> on that. But it's it's been a pretty busy week uh, dealing with a personal matter at my end. But I decided to use my downtime wisely. Uh, we got a lot more snow, and my wife and I decided oh, to wow. really put it to good use. So Fort Jobert 2023 is now epic. We added more height to the fort, and we made a oh, porthole to help facilitate the transfer of wood. And for the first time ever, we added a snow what? slide with a sliding track. Yeah. So the track is about maybe 55 feet in total length. And uh, we must have done about maybe 15 <laughs> runs on it yesterday, sculpted it, refined <laughs> <No>. it <laughs> every time. Um, but yeah, once that you get a little bit more snow. Are we looking at Jose going down the slide now? Yeah, so Jose's going down. <laughs> That's my girl. Twist. She's twirling around. Oh, Joe. <laughs> so cool. That, that was so an fun. early... That's an early iteration. So we've sculpted the banks and smoothed them out. And once we get a little bit more worked out, I'm going to ice it a little bit, just in key areas so that you can go down the full length. What? Wow. There's a fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing is sweet. Wow. How long did it take you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the hours that... So I've used... My snow floats, I've used shovels, I've used my snowblower, and there's easily 30 to 40 hours of labor, easily. Wow. <laughs> and it's going to all melt away pretty soon. <laughs> it's like well, a full work gotta, week. Oh, yeah. Well, I still have at least another month or two of it. That's true. Man. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did you forget where I live? She's <laughs> in Atlanta, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, because no it, it wouldn't even last a week for, for us. So. 
I think we had Snowmageddon and no. it was gone in like a, a, a week and a half. The so. afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Snowmageddon just adds adds a few feet to our season. That's right. it. That's it. I All miss right. Blizzard. All right, next up, our college student model business owner streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Gianni Storm. Hey, guys. So it has been a very fast and busy week. It's The time went like this. Um, but this week, I'm actually getting into some creative projects. I'm doing some creative things in the works. Like, I want to do production and acting jobs again. So I'm working on like an actor's reel and photography and stuff like that. So oh, I thought you were talking about that background you got in the background. This is like creative work. I'm like, oh, you like yeah. it? She, she, she got all these roses in the background. Look at <laughs> Pink roses just in time for Valentine's Day. But no, it's um, beautiful. Different, yeah. different type of creative, you know, different type of more media production kind of creative. Nice. Doing some yeah. good stuff. If I, if I get into a new show, I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated. See, Latoya Blakely says, I love the roses. I don't know. I, I want to hear more about Hazel Valentine, Johnny. Hazel Valentine came and went. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Where to goodness, they came and went. They never even asked about another, like, episode? they never asked or called anybody. Yeah, they never called anybody about another episode. It just kind of simmered away. They do oh. still have the footage, but not. <laughs> they didn't do anything with it. Together. All right. Well, the next show, we'll get you on the next show. Just see me in a better light. I don't want to be. A less racy name. Oh, Hazel Valentine. Right, right. <laughs> the drug dealing sister. I think I, I'll have a different. <laughs> Is that what she was? She yep. was. She was like a gang member, drug dealer, but she was a boss. But she was, she was sketch. <laughs> you can tell from the toque. Oh, <laughs> All, right. All right. So, of course, I'm your host, Neil Nix. So, guys, a few weeks ago, I told you I was going to get back into shape because I had gone to that Christmas party at, at Posh Cycling and Fitness and was embarrassed. I felt a little embarrassed because of my tummy. Yeah. My tummy's a little bigger than everybody else's. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I've, I've tried a lot of diets over the years, but, um, yeah, you know, I've done like calorie counting, intermittent fasting, vegetarian, and, and I have a I have a I have a sweet tooth. And the only diet that's ever worked for me is paleo. Hmm. Have you heard of it before? Yep. No. Okay. Well, paleo basically basically you're gonna you eat things that are were available during the Paleolithic era, right? So like fruits, nuts, so you know hunter gatherer type stuff, fruits, nuts, vegetables. Yeah, right. Uh, natural okay. sugars like honey and maple, so it solves my my oh, sweet like tooth that. problem, right? Yeah. No, so no grains, no refined sugar, no dairy. So I started a week okay. ago, like basically all you want to eat diet. I mean, you really can eat whatever you eat as much as you want. Just you got to eat the right things. I started a week right. ago. I lost like five pounds already. <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't changed like anything. I just so like were you were you eating a lot of refined sugars? Yep. And I think okay. that's the real thing. It's the grains and refined sugars that that are the problem. Okay. Because so, I have that and sweet I know that too. You like your sweet fizzy drinks. So what are you doing about that? I don't drink. No, I don't drink. I don't drink sodas. <laughs> I don't drink sodas. Okay, good. Sodas are, are you, horrible. Well, then you've put me on the spot unfairly in the past. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't drink sodas, man. I, I really, actually, I drink mostly water. Good. That's the funny thing. I always, good. I've always been like that. Good. But but the good thing about the diet is like I'm never hungry because it's like uh like I say you can eat as much as you want. I mean as long as you have the right foods in the house. 
So do you? So it's eat, just like, more like constant grazing. Basically, it's freaking Wait, awesome. Do you eat? So do you eat? Me- <laughs> do you eat meals? Like, do you eat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you don't eat like chicken or red. Yeah, meat chicken. Or- no, so I eat all the chicken. It's paleo, so you know they 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 hunter gather. So they they hunted meat. They hunted. You know they they gathered like root vegetables. They have you know all okay. that stuff. So yeah, berries. <laughs> Just not processed foods. Right, exactly. Like okay, okay, fried and okay. I see. I don't know, but at this rate, you know, I'll be like, I'll be good to go by summer. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm get just that, happy. Mia. Get that, get that. I gotta get this, this, uh, this belly down. So. <laughs> got it. I'm not, I'm not too got proud it. of that. I'm not too proud of that. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <Got it. laughs> all right, let's get us some hot topics, guys. Let's move on. Truth, lies, <laughs> All right, Johnny, Alec Baldwin caught some charges. What's up? Okay. So for those that don't know, actor Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the death of Helena Hutchins. I hope I'm saying her name correct. Um, she's a cinematographer on the set of the movie Rust. So Alec Baldwin accidentally shot her with a loaded prop gun. Some quoted on Twitter saying, if you're charging the actor, you should be charging the director, all producers, the prop master. There's a chain of responsibility. So my question to you is who's to blame? And is this charge fair? In order to prepare for this, I had to educate myself a little bit uh, because, well, I don't work on movie sets uh, very much. (laughs) But there is a person who is responsible for weapons and props, and they're called an armorer or a weapons expert. They're tasked with managing all firearms used on a set to ensure that they look realistic and they're appropriate for the setting on the film. More importantly, they're tasked with ensuring the weapons are clean, correctly loaded, properly kept, and safely handled. That sounds like a job description that falls into the realm of this story. Um, Even when I was preparing for this, I uh, found a job description from the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees in New York for a job description for an armorer. And that's exactly it. They're responsible for the transport, storage, and safe use of all weaponry and firearms on film sets. So if that's your job, how are you not the person who is responsible for this? Because if I'm the actor and you hand me a prop gun or what i think is a prop gun and i fire it at a camera person and it discharges in a violent manner that results in their death how am i responsible for that i'm an actor Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about guns so i'm relying on the hired expert the set expert for this so do i think that you know somewhere up the chain of command management there's some liability yes there's some liability, but they're not. I mean, did they check his background? Did he? Did they make sure that he was? Are they following up with him? Are they doing spot checks or whatever? You know, yeah, and of course. To, and to be an armor or a weapons expert, there's no actual formal training for this. They take experts from related fields. So uh, I found like people who worked in law enforcement, the military, security, mm-hmm. um, wow. were often people who transitioned into this role. And there's a lot for them to learn on set, and they train them up. But there's no licensed or official training for this position. Should it be something that's a little bit more standardized? Because, you know, if I'm going to be an electrician on set, I need to be a licensed electrician. Right. Especially when you're handling guns, weapons, any type of weapons, like even swords or whatever type, like the archery. 
So basically you're saying that it's a chain of responsibility. I think that ultimately it falls with the armor, with the weapons expert. Alone. Alone? So Alec Baldwin... Alec Baldwin's not responsible. He's- the production company owns some liability, and that's why they have insurance. But the person that's responsible is the weapons expert, I, in my opinion. I think the prosecutors are making the case that he was supposed to have checked the weapon, and that was where he was negligent or something like that. Am I going to take the prop gun and look at it and go, okay, this is a, a <laughs> standard round. This is a quarter round. This mm-hmm. is a, What the hell do I know? Jacqueline Robinson online pointed out the armor was also charged. Jose says, I'm having a hard time uh, with this Alec Baldwin news. I feel like he shouldn't be the only one who should be made responsible. Something's not adding up with all this. And Latoya Blakely said, same. George Fournier says, how does a live round even get close to a movie set? Um, Well, because the story around it, that gun was being used by the crew for, for multiple purposes, the crew and the weapons expert were actually firing at cans and stuff like they were using live rounds yes. in the gun an earlier time during that week. So to me, oh, yeah. so they were like playing around with the gun. Yeah. So mm. ultimately, the weapons expert needs to make sure that when it goes on set, that this is a prop gun in that instance. My thing is, why was it even pointed at the cinematographer? Um, Ale- I remember Alec Baldwin said in one of the interviews that he didn't point it at someone. Well, aren't you like pointing it at the camera and stuff and, he the can- and he's hiding he behind the, the camera? camera? You know, because you got yeah. to make it look like you're pointing it at the camera. And so, I, you know, I see. Okay. And so if, if they're standing behind the camera, it's not un- unexpected that it but, would go off and hit like, the person behind the camera. He said he didn't point at the person. He said he never pointed. Yeah, he might have been pointing at the camera, right? He might have been pointing at the camera. He might have been pointing at a different spot and it just went off. Cause unexpe- I mean, if you're not expecting it to go off or to be a live round. Kevin Maxson's got a good question here, and I'm not too sure if either of you have the answer. So he's just saying if Alec Baldwin didn't kill anyone, the armor should be responsible for a negligent discharge. But is Alec Baldwin going to jail? That's not something I came across when I was studying, when I was reading up on this. Not necessarily. It just depends on, um, one, if he's convicted, and two, if he really gets any time, because it is an accidental, I mean, manslaughter is is accidental, and it's basically negligence. I mean, to that point, so for negligence, and this is is where my take is, for negligence, you would have had to have some reasonable expectation that the thing you were using or doing was potentially deadly, right? You know, let's say I'm running around with a knife in my hand, and I slip and fall, and it slips out of my hand and hits Gianni in the heart and Gianni falls out. And <laughs> you know, my dumb ass is responsible for that because I shouldn't have been running around with a knife. And so even though it's accidental, I fell and slipped and fall, you know, I have some reasonable expectation that that is a deadly thing activity that I'm doing. This is something that potentially could kill someone. So, so Neil, what you're saying, it's not, the, it, it's not the homeowner's responsibility in which this happened, or the knife owner's responsibility. It's your dumbass. <laughs> My dumbass. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, but but if I'm running around like I don't know, some some a, a bag of peanuts in my hand, and peanuts, you know. Rob's allergic to peanuts and the peanuts hit Rob. Rob dies from anaphylactic shock. I'm not responsible because I didn't have any expectation that the peanuts were going to be a problem, right? I mean, I just didn't have that expectation. I don't think that he was negligent in this. Maybe if we're looking at him as a producer, sure, there's some, as a producer, you're supposed to make sure people have good background checks, 
that they're not doing dumb right. shit with the the guns beforehand and, and there's some responsibility there but they're charging him as an actor so you know i don't think that's that's necessarily fair i don't think that he is necessarily responsible latoya blakely says exactly rob i heard some people rumbling about how he shot her with it practicing and that he shouldn't have been doing that but what would have been the difference if the fatal shot was a castmate while the cameras were rolling i agree i think that's the on the armorer and if you think about it i mean for him it was the equivalent of a toy gun a, a prop gun not a live round it was not dangerous in, in his mind so there was no reason for him to have thought that anything that he did to the, with the gun would be deadly in canada the rules are a little bit different uh, mm -hmm. if there is a firearm on set then it you have provincial police services, uh, at the very least, uh, who are taking care of this responsibility. So it's not something that's been privatized. It's an actual weapons expert who is there to ensure the safety. Um, Good. So I think that that makes, that makes a difference if it's a third party that is completely neutral when their sole purpose is there to provide security, where the armorer or weapons expert might be feeling the pinch or the rush to produce if it's not a happy production then you know are they putting their full attention to detail i remember when the actor um the asian man ooh, what's his name i forget maybe you guys remember bruce lee's son yeah friend the crow passed away yeah, crow. passed away upset brandon, oh, it was his brandon lee yeah oh. brandon lee so um, it's just interesting that it's still happening like there's technology, you can make a gun look real like it's really shooting. It happens all the time, yeah. but interesting. So George Fournier says if the cast and crew was firing the gun with live rounds earlier during the week, that's all the more reason for checking the gun before the scene. I mean, so do you, we think that Baldwin should have been doing that? What do you think, Jeremy? Baldwin should have been checking the gun? To be honest, I feel like he does have some type of responsibility in this because he's the producer of the entire movie. If that was me, I can only speak for myself. But if that was me in that situation, I would have checked all things. All things would have been managed but, and organized. But Johnny, are you are you going to be checking the camera to make sure there's film in it? Are you going to be checking the electrical panel to make sure that it's up to code? Am I, are you going to be checking are you going to be checking I, the I, rigging to make sure that all the equipment that's suspended over the set is is rigged properly that it's not going to fall? But, you, but you've hired experts to make sure that that happens so that you can focus on your job true. as an actor and, and, and as a producer. That's true. But to play devil's advocate, when you're dealing with something like a gun or say it was like a, we're dealing with an airplane scene. If the scene called sure for you, but if the scene called for you to be driving a car, are you personally going to be checking the gas line? Are you going to be not checking personally. the transmission? No, but not personally, is, but... I feel like but you're going to ask an expert to do it. Yeah, exactly. I yes. Like I say, I feel like he was he was his expectation was the, he was using the equivalent of a prop gun. I mean, a toy gun. I mean, he's an actor. Right. But the equivalency to us as normal people would be like a toy gun. Right. And so that's what he was just using. I mean, it would be different if he was using a real gun and maybe doing loop the loops with his fingers or he had the gun in his hand and he knew there was a live round and he tripped and fell and they killed somebody. That's negligence because you've got to be really careful when you have a live weapon with live rounds that you know is live and you accidentally kill someone that is manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, and he would be liable. 
And I don't know. I mean, there might be a case for him as a producer being responsible. But with that being said, I don't think they convict him for this. One last comment. Based on the glee of some conservatives, I can't help but wonder if part of the decision to charge Baldwin was political. That's from Jacqueline Robinson. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I remember. I I would agree with that. Great comment from Kevin again. In the Army, everyone is a safety officer. And I know that that's a big thing in Canada with health and safety. Safety is everybody's responsibility. All right. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Ooh. This is more ongoing shenanigans. I'm going to say shenanigans. I don't think he should be... truth and shenanigans. I don't think he should be charged. The armor, without a doubt. But I I think there should be some civil liability for the producers. Somebody should get some money from the producers, without a doubt. The family. Yep. Absolutely. Let's get to our next topic. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, guys. So we know that artificial intelligence is basically taking over the world from Alexa to Google to, of course, robots. Well, there's a bunch of websites out there. Oh, did I just I just talk to Alexa? (laughs) 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 Look at that. See, Alexa, this See, Alexa's all up in my my business. Stop being all up in my business, Alexa. I'm at the AI is taking over artificial intelligence. (laughs) Alexa's all up in my business. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) but there's a bunch of websites out there that use AI to produce written content. Like, all you have to do is write a few sentences or words about the topic, and the app pieces information together from the internet to write the article or essay or whatever it is. And they're amazingly well-written, surprisingly coherent articles and essays, right? Um, Sometimes it's really obvious that a computer wrote it because it'll be like repeated content. And sometimes it's really, really good. And of course, the kids are taking advantage and started using it. They're using it to write their schoolwork, their essays. And where some kids have gotten caught because the AI may happen to pull some plagiarized bits of information off the internet. So schools are complaining big time because they're not actually doing their assignments like they're supposed to. And this guy, Sam Altman, he's the CEO of, of the company that owns ChatGPT, which seems to be the most popular uh, one used by the kids. He says that AI is like calculators in schools. Calculators used to be banned and kids like me had to do those manual calculations on a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Eventually they modified the lessons and tests to include calculators. And he's saying it's just the same with AI. Teachers just have to modify the way they teach. So my question to you guys, is he right? Do teachers simply need to adjust to technology? Let the AI write papers for the kids? (laughs) <laughs> Should they modify the way they teach? Or is this just cheating, plain and simple? What do you think, Gianni? Yikes, yikes, yikes. I'm biased because I definitely have used chat GPT to write a few scripts for YouTube. Um, and they came out so they were amazing. I was like, wow, not better than anything that I could produce, but just like precise. It was just in all in the right places. So I'm biased on that. <laughs> But I think that we just have to adapt to the times. If we're being honest, like the teachers, they're going to have to develop some type of software, which I'm sure, actually, I believe they are developing software to find the plagiarizer. Yeah, the CEO said that he would. Yeah. The CEO said that he was going to devise ways to identify uh, ChatGPT plagiarism. So, because it's almost like 
I like that he used the calculator reference because it's almost like not necessarily a cheat sheet. It's just like gathering. It is technically a cheat sheet because it's gathering all the information in one area, but you still have to add your own context to it. It's not just as simple as just putting this and adding it to a paper and da da da. I think that we're going to have to grow with the times, teachers. I know that not everybody agrees, but I think that technology is coming and it's stronger and it's going to get you know, more advanced. By the way, Latoya Blakely online said, Alexa said, keep her name out your mouth. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> References to Will Smith, obviously. That's, yes, That's she did. She, she's up here listening to my conversation. <laughs> Gotta watch. Gotta watch this AI people. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Oh, man. So let me ask you a question. Would you want me as your plane pilot if I spent most of my 10,000 hours kicking back in the cockpit while autopilot did its thing. This is ridiculous. Johnny. I don't know, Rob. I'm going to answer your question right away. I don't know, Rob, because I don't know if, if autopilot, if, if autopilot gets to the point where it's better than or as good as the pilot, uh, which it's not currently. It's not. It, it, <laughs> but, it always needs but, human correction. But like, I don't know. Johnny, like you were saying, as as far as adapting uh, that the education system is going to have to learn how to detect these things. But to what extent? Because at the end of the day, if you're cheating, if you're having the software, the AI write your assignments for you, you're not learning anything. You're just going, you're regurgitating, you're hoping to skim by. So now when you get down to your final assessment for the year and you need to write a paper, you need to write a theme. You need to write something yeah. on your own. So if you have zero practice uh, formulating your thoughts on your own, gathering your thoughts and writing them down in a cohesive fashion, if you're used to having a framework presented that you then fact check and regurgitate as your own, I can, you're going to fail every time. And I agree. AI is a great time saver. I use it for our YouTube video descriptions and whatnot. And yeah, it generates great content and I just have need to go in and tweak it. So for that, I, it's a great time saving tool, but I've already gone to school. I've received a formal education and I've learned how to do these things. A calculator but is a verification tool. It's a bad analogy because it's a verification <laughs> tool or a means or a means of completing mm -hmm. complex calculations quicker. Okay? The engineer who uses the calculator <laughs> can still do it on paper when necessary. If called upon, the engineer can still do the equation on paper. For after like so, 10 hours. Thank <laughs> no, you. Dude, come on, I think man. that no. but the, thing is, ahead, the thing is, I feel like ChatGPT or the other AI software, it's not like people are plagiarizing now because of this. Like plagiarizing exists already. And most students are plagiarizing essays already because they're either desperate or tired or overworked or they just don't understand, you know, the assignment. So it's like, that's already happening. If you look at it from the mindset of these students are going to cheat and this is an easy way to cheat, then that's what is going to happen. But if you look at it in the mindset of let's see how these students could use this tool as a better means to maybe mm -hmm. become better writers or a better means to get, um, you know, knowledge that they would take forever to realize. I don't know. I just feel like how becoming a better writer, you might, you might, you might develop the school, the, the tools to become an editor. You're not developing the tools to become a writer because you're removing that 
and maybe and maybe that's a different passion that the child grows up and and embraces in the new generation right okay so i'm reading online so uh jack and ron says the problem is that some information is inaccurate fosters laziness teachers can already tell when students use wikipedia because you know the content can be manipulated and edited on the site latoya blakely says i'm calling it cheating dang it we got outlines and rough drafts and peer corrections and final drafts of multiple page papers drilled into our heads in order to learn to write grammatically correct, coherent thoughts. It was annoying AF, but it taught us how to write our own thoughts in the best way possible. Now, these kids are have AI writing it for them. In the words of one of my favorite drag queens, Bianca Del Rio, Bologna. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Thaxon says, uh, this is just cheating. iRobot is coming. Agree with Rob, not the right comparison. I disagree with that, but I agree it's cheating. There's no question because the assignment is that was given to them was to write articles and essays, right? And that was the assignment given to them because this is the type of critical thinking that is important. It's important for them to learn how to express their opinions. I agree. And kids definitely aren't doing that. But I think he has a point because the world is becoming increasingly dependent on technology. And as long as technology is around, Future generations should be expected to incorporate technology to make life easier. I mean, you know, I'm not giving up my spell correct. I I, I can't spell for shit now because of my spell correction, but <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm getting rid of it. But Neil, stop. That's, stop a, that's a version of AI. But stop and think about the yeah. news feeds, okay? Now, there are times when a bad headline goes out and, and it's got a spelling mistake or just basic stuff like that and because of the laziness because of this attitude of i want to adopt it quickly and get it out there Mm -hmm. how many times have we seen a bad story just copied and pasted from one site to another with the same glaring errors and you're kind of going okay i've seen news stories like least resistant Mm -hmm. right this is the path of least resistance mm -hmm. but the product that you get (laughs) i've seen it on major news sites I know. I know. It's scary. <laughs> I can, you can tell. I, there, there are many times where you can tell when AI is being used to create articles. Oh, I mean, wow. mostly because you see repeated content over and over again. They don't even take, some of them don't even take the time to correct it. Well, I mean, think about like, if, think about like you have a scientist trying to find the cure for cancer. If, if you have AI doing the grunt work, researching similar work, solving complex calculations, then the scientists can focus on the higher levels of thought, complex issues, problems. And they can potentially find solutions so you have the So you have the AI doing the research assistant grunt work at a faster pace than a human can do it. That yeah. is amazing because these people went to school to develop the proper skill set and knowledge to then interpret the data that's being chugged by the AI. But the point you is, that formal the point is, because you have technology, because you have certain technologies, now you're going to have to start learning different skill sets. You're going to have to challenge students in a different way. So, like, yeah, it does. It does make more laziness. It creates more laziness, obviously, for the lazy people. Lazy people are going to be lazy. Right. But teachers simply need to challenge the students. So creativity, you have to create a different lesson plan. Teachers can come up with creative lesson plans. Just to give you an example, let's say assignment. The assignment could be, right, use ChatGPT to write a paper, and then you make the student create references or, you know, bookmarks and make them actually search the internet to find where ChatGPT got the information from. You know, it it teaches them how AI works. You know, they actually learn the information that they, because they have to look it up. 
or at least how to find the information. I mean, it's just a matter of creatively saying, okay, we got this damn technology and it's changing the way we we have to teach. Mm -hmm. You just have to change your lesson plan. Say, look, I'm a fix. I'm a yeah, right, exactly. And that's that's what Gianni was saying. Same thing with the calculators. You know, they said eventually they, they let you use calculators and you can use the calculators on tests now. I was shocked when I could when they started saying right. you could use them for SATs. Yes. I was like, SATs. What? Yeah. I could. I was right. Are you know how you much paper I used okay. in my SAT? <laughs> Robin Johnson's got a really great point. Go ahead. Writing should become and it should become in class, so there's no time to use AI. These children want to be spoon fed all the information, then get the credit. Nope. Doesn't work that way. That's a way of change. Then that's adapting. You change your lesson. It's interesting to note, though, something else that I read. It it said it's um, it stated a generation trained to use technological tools to solve problems is just doing what it's told. So this is what I was trying to say about like teachers and and educators and and basically every industry kind of has to get ready and used to technology taking over in some way, shape or form as it has already, as we've seen with the whole COVID thing and everybody doing the work from home. And now everything is, you know, even like a digital office manager, digital, you know what I mean? Different things. So I'm just saying, you don't have to really like it, but it is. is. (laughs) Yeah. They they just have to figure it out. I mean, the technology is not going away. Matter of fact, it's going to get better. Let's be real. We're going to be, have to be honest. It's going to get better. I mean, they're just going to figure out the AI is going to continue to improve and you're not really going to be able to know the difference between an AI or, or you know, generated content or not. So you have to figure out now how to adjust. It's just going to get better. Like, shoot, the, um, the, the, the uh, spell checking. I mean, use Grammarly. Grammarly yeah. is fantastic. Shoot, it writes I full phrases Grammarly. and clauses for me. I'm like, thank you, Lord, because I got it all wrong, you know? I don't need I don't need Lizzie anymore, my the, the English professor. So. Right. <laughs> don't don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. I got so. I got I got my grammarly AI now. I don't need, I don't need Lizzie. <laughs> All right. So That's is bad. this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Oh, this is some truth. I'm going with truth, true. man. It, yeah, and no. That, that's some truth laced with shenanigans. No, it's yeah. truth. They need truth to change. Got to adjust. Technology is changing the world. It's going to keep changing. It's going to keep getting. I mean, but they are cheating, and they got to stop cheating. They are cheating. <laughs> they got to do the assignment the way it's assigned. I mean, come on, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Latoya Blakely says Lizzie will always be necessary. <laughs> Darn straight. All right, final topic. Let's get into it. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Robbie, the hydrogen diesel engine is coming. You got it. And you know me, I'm a sucker for emerging green technologies. Um, so a group yeah. of engineers at a at the University of New South Wales claim to have successfully modified a conventional diesel engine to use hydrogen and a small amount of diesel. Now, they say that their patented technology has cut carbon dioxide emissions by more than 85%. So credit for this amazing development goes to Professor Sean Cook and his team at the University's School of Mechanical and Manufacturing Engineering. What's really remarkable is that this technology will reduce CO2 emissions in an industry that represents about 8% of total global emissions. 
So now seeing as the mining industry has made trillions of dollars at the expense of the global environment, should the engine conversions be government subsidized or should the mining companies be on the hook for this one? I'm sorry for laughing while you were talking. I apologize, but Kevin Thaxton wrote Hindenburg in big letters. Because <laughs> Hindenburg obviously blew up. It was hydrogen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was, was your question? There was no Rob? diesel in it. Yeah, could you repeat the question? I apologize for laughing. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I was just saying that seeing as the mining industry has made trillions of dollars at the expense of the global environment, should the engine conversions be government subsidized or should mining companies be on the hook for this? Mm, government subsidized. Subsid- government pays for it. They're, given, they're getting some of your tax dollars to fix a problem that they've really contributed towards. I see. I see. That's a good question. Yeah, I think there's no question it should be government subsidized. I understand that they supposedly created the problem, but the, cre- the problem is created worldwide. It wasn't just the mining companies that created it. It wasn't just, you know, one or two industries that created it. It's, it's global. That came back and says corporations pay. I think corporations should pay as well. I think, I think the world I needs to, I think the world needs to be just, you know, invested in solving this problem. What do you think, John? No, I was thinking the same thing that Kevin was saying. I feel like the corporations immediately, um, because, and I know probably they have to mine for a reason and it's a business and everything is a business and the government is a bit cool. But I think that they, since you started it, since you started digging, then it's your, you have to pay up. You did it. Um, but I feel like people wouldn't have an issue if it, if it was a part of our tax dollars, because it's something that is beneficial to us in, in the long run in general. What some of us may not know is that Australia is one of the world's largest coal exporters and the largest liquefied gas exporters. I did not know that. Both are obviously polluting fossil fuels. So basically, Australia is paying for that with the severe and frequent extreme weather that you were talking about, right, Rob? Like all of the bushfires and, you know, the heavy drought and stuff like that. Um, um, that's but, how it's manifesting itself in Australia and in India. We're seeing an increase in flooding, like during their flooding season. Um, we're seeing even in California, we're seeing a rise in flooding. We're seeing a rise in droughts and fires. It's manifesting itself in very similar fashions globally. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, as far as the hydrogen, though, I mean, I think there are pros and cons to everything, right? So you got. Fossil fuels cause global warming, you know, but they solved a problem in their time, right? About how to get around and do things. Electricity also contributes to global warming. Of course, you have the potential nuclear disasters. We're trying to produce all this energy for a large, increasing population. And of course, you got windmills. Windmills kill birds. And oh, uh, God. That's a Trump reference <laughs> if you missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I, I looked up how to produce hydrogen, right? And so the biggest issue is, is the primary resource to producing hydrogen is fresh water, which is awesome because when hydrogen burns, it turns right back into water, right? It's, which okay. zero yep. zero okay. CO two emissions. But cool. first off, it takes energy to produce hydrogen, right? The most common Solar. way to produce. Okay, there you go. The most common way to produce hydrogen is, is electrolysis, which requires almost as much energy as it does to produce hydrogen, right? So from what Google is telling me, and, and you can so you can blame the AI if my numbers are wrong, but 
it takes <laughs> it takes about thirty nine kilowatt hours of electricity to create hydrogen that produces about forty eight kilowatts of energy. Right, so wow. we're talking about nine kilowatt hours difference. But on top of that, water is a precious resource. So in many areas like California, for example, although it turns back into water, right, when it's burned, that doesn't mean that the body of water that it came from originally gets replenished. It just goes out into the air somewhere. So it's this water vapor to the air. Right. I mean, so you could use ocean water, right? Ocean water is plentiful, but you throw in the energy required for desalination first, (laughs) then you're basically using the exact same amount of energy to create the energy using hydrogen. So, I mean, and and Gianni mentioned wind and and solar. Rainwater in the sky. I mean, that's fresh water. I mean, it has to. That's that's just that's just part of the cycle. That's the same water, Johnny. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't pursue hydrogen, clean energy, because obviously if you're using hydrogen and it turns into water vapor, I mean, that's fantastic because there's no more CO2. Right. But, you know, but we do have to recognize that, you know, when we're solving one problem, we're also potentially creating other problems. You know, we just have to be aware of those potential other problems. But, you know, if we're going to tackle the salinization problem, because the earth doesn't have a water shortage, we have a salt surplus with, you know, 66 percent of the earth's surface is water, but it's mostly salt water. We've got too much salt water. So if we can get a good handle on the desalinization and there's other emerging industries, if it can be done using renewable and sustainable technologies and we're lowering our emissions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as so long as we're bringing our total emissions down, that's the target and that's the goal. And I really think that in this instance, the corporations bear the brunt of the cost. I agree that as taxpayers, we all want what's better. So there should be, you know, as as a society, a small investment on our part, but the brunt of it needs to be taken up by the corporations. And I think that a great mechanism to hold them accountable is to put very strict conversion targets in place. And if the industry fails to meet those targets, then their mineral rights, which are held by the government that holds the land, then those mineral rights need to be renegotiated. So whether it's, you know, you're getting X amount per tonnage, now you're getting X amount minus this because we need to take some money back because we need to offset your carbon footprint. You hit them where it hurts and they'll convert. Yes. Yeah. So Latoya, Latoya Blakely okay. says, uh, I made the improper designation of Trump. It should be, <laughs> his proper designation is he who shall not be named. <laughs> so, I mean, but I was thinking about like, uh, you know, we talk about climate change, right? And then I was thinking, you know, like if a butterfly is flapping its wings and cause a tornado, right? We know that chaos theory and all that good stuff. And, you know, but think about what would be the impact if North America started suddenly pumping out billions of tons of hydrogen generated water vapor into the atmosphere? I mean, that's got to affect the climate somehow, right? <laughs> and I feel like in what way, though? I in mean, because you're, you're because you're just pumping, you're, you're like creating steam nonstop. Let, let's say we all oh. went to hydrogen, then you're just creating mm-hmm. steam, right? Basically, right? And, and, and so steam is just going to the atmosphere. And of course, you're pulling water from one, you know, one place to another. Yep. I mean, I would think that the climate would have to change 
Well, I mean, this isn't a steam engine that it's running on. We're not running on steam. The the byproduct of hydrogen fuel is water. It's water vapor. So the water vapor, I guess, or water runoff, you know? Or runoff. True, true. So maybe it'll rain a lot if we start doing (laughs) it. It would, but where? That's the question. (laughs) Which it would have to track Mm -hmm. it and see which direction it'll. That's interesting. That's a good point. By the way, did you guys know that there is a car that runs on 100% compressed air? No. There are cars that run on just about everything. There yeah, are some was, amazing vehicles yeah. out there. Called zero something, zero emission. Anyway. All right. Is this true? I can, I can only think of those zip cars with balloons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is this truth lies shenanigans? It's good truth. Rob always bringing the... <laughs> Rob's our, our, our resident tree hugger. So bring the bring the good stuff. I love playing outside. I want to keep it healthy. I know, right? There you go. All right, so let's yeah. get into our game show. This should be fun. All right, we're trying something completely new. You've never seen this game before. So we're gonna to try to make it work. All right, this today's game is the wheel of impressions. Real simple. We'll spin the wheel and either Rob B, Gianni, or Rob B has insisted that I play along. <laughs> and they <Yay>! just <laughs> will have about 10 seconds to do an impression, impression of whatever comes up. And if you do the impression <laughs> right, you get a point. If you don't do the impression or it isn't any good, you get nothing. All right. And so uh, this way we'll do it. Uh, myself and Gianni will judge Rob. Rob and Gianni okay. will judge me. And then me and Rob yep, will judge yep. Gianni. Say if she did it okay. right. Got she did it right. All right, you, cool. got, you guys well, ready? We'll, we'll, we will judge your impression. We won't judge you. <laughs> well, no, we we'll judge, judge you, too. You, right. <laughs> we won't <laughs> judge you. No judgment. There'll be judgment. <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> you're, you're, our, you're, our, you're a resident actor, actress. Are you ready? Oh you're going first. Maybe. Let's see. I hope I get over Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, are you ready? Ready? I only have like two seconds of him on my head. Okay. Are you, I'm ready. I mean, two seconds is fine. All right. Go. Okay. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> you agree, Rob? Yeah, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, Rob, you are up next. You ready? Oh, what am I going to get saddled with here? Oh, that's easy. Bart oh, Simpson. Okay. Homer, I just hit you with a chair. That's a pretty standard stunt. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That was almost, good. almost that had was the good. voice. Almost had the voice. We're giving it to him, John. <laughs> I'll give it to him. That All was right. good. All right, we're giving it to him. <laughs> I'll take the pity points. I'll take the pity points. <laughs> the pity points. <laughs> the voice was good. The voice was good. Oh, me, it's my turn. So, I, are you ready? Here I go. Are you ready? No. Oh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be That's fun. That's a good one. Are you I'm ready? I'm so happy you got a high pitch one too. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that was good. You got knocked. Right. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. I had to cuss because you know that's what that's that's the quote. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now I'm gonna. Now I gotta watch um Friday. Friday, right? <laughs> Are you yeah, ready? I give it to you. 
All right, Gianni, Michael Jackson. Oh my gosh. Okay. You ready? <laughs> no. Let me go. Think. In 10 seconds. Uh, let me just think. Uh, uh, I don't know. Four, three, two. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Are you giving it to a Rob? You know what? That's that's a classic, distinguishable Michael Jackson line. We're giving it to. (laughs) I tried to like think of his voice, a very soft voice, and a soft voice. Yeah, such a fantastic job tonight. But I wanted to think of like a line that Michael would say. (laughs) I'm so very proud of you. (laughs) All right, you ready? Ready, Robbie? Ready as I'm going to be. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> Car- oh, my is God. That unspoiled kid. Wait a minute. Is that unspoiled kid? No, kid? it says Cardi nope, B. Cardi. <laughs> um, Cardi B. So Cardi B is at the top. Uh, Cardi B. <laughs> Are you ready? Go. Sure. I wish I would have got Cardi B. I don't really pay attention to Cardi B, but I know she got the big nails and the attitude and she all about that ass. And- uh, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. Will you, I, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> she said, ew. I, I, I can't really, I, I don't know anything about this woman. I'm just <laughs> I just been start singing her song. That was good. That was a good try. That good try. Good, good try. try. <laughs> All right, I'm up next. Bugs oh, Bunny. Oh, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. The voice wasn't voicing. That, 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 what's the voice? Of- <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Okay, that was good. That was good. I, I, what, do, do I get it or not? I get it to you. Yeah, let me know. I give it to you. What about you, Rob? Do you give it to him? He got the words right. He <laughs> sound like bugs. I wasn't feeling that. <laughs> well, you didn't get the words or the, yeah. or the sound right. <laughs> yeah, it's because you gave me garbage, not something iconic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Party Latoya Blakely says iconic. that's Porky Pig. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that oh, is Porky. You're right. That is Porky Pig. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got it wrong. <laughs> Kevin doubled down on that one, too. Bugs, Bugs oh, they got me. They job. got me. Okay. They got me. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's actually right. And then I'm thinking about it. That that's is Porky true. Pig. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gianni. Actually, so Gianni, you're in the lead. All right. This is the last you round. Sure last, is. Round. last round. You better get this right to win. If you get this right, you win. <laughs> Elon Musk before and after Twitter. I have no clue. Let me think. I don't even know how he talks. Um, <laughs> I mean, just you know, you before, have to get his, I don't think anybody really knows his voice. Okay. You just gotta, you gotta, just gotta get this. Before, just get his reactions down. You ready? Okay. <laughs> All right, go. Hmm. Can I get a different one? No, because no. <laughs> I certainly would ask. For- <laughs> Um, okay, before Twitter, who am I? Who is this guy? After Twitter, um, I Four, own three, the world. Two, I have no one. idea. I'm not giving that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no. you, you did Elon like I did Cardi B. <laughs> I think yeah, it's worse, fail. actually. You probably did a better Cardi B. <laughs> 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 At least you oh, gave me something. Elon. <laughs> Oh, there that we go. I, oh, I like this. I like this. Jose says, I'm rich, bitches. 
after Twitter. <laughs> well, Latoya says, before Twitter, I'm the best at everything. After Twitter, maybe I suck a little bit. <laughs> See, I wouldn't. I would never know. Uh, that's great. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. You ready, Robbie? This we still have a chance. We have a, still have a chance here. You ready? Shoot, I almost won. Come on. Give me a good one. Neo tricked you. Oh, you got an easy one. Captain James Tiberius Kirk. You ready? Yes. Go. Who's that? Commander Uhura. What? Please hail please hail the Romulan ship. We need to find out their intentions. All right. I think that's pretty good, good actually. <laughs> Definitely give you that. I never I don't know who that person is, but you sounded like you were in character. <laughs> Captain so Kirk like from it. Star Trek. Oh really? Gianni, you're making us no. feel really old, Gianni. I I've, I've never watched the Star Trek. Oh Sorry. my god, Gianni. You're an astrologer. You gotta watch Star Trek. I've, ne- I've never watched the Star Trek. The Star Trek. <laughs> like the Twitter, the Facebook. <laughs> the Google. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So that puts Robbie tied, right? Uh, yeah, that ties me up with Johnny. All right, let's see. Sorry, buddy. Oh, Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker again. Oh, again. We're not gonna, we're gonna again, roll baby. again. We're gonna roll again. We're not gonna do this. roll them bones. We're not gonna repeat. <laughs> 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 this is easy. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Well, <laughs> this is easy. Get my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> and Neo's really leading into the profanity now. <laughs> hey, I, I can't help it. These are quotes. These are quotes. These are direct quotes. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know any quotes. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> all right, Johnny. Well, here we go. You ready? No. But let me see. This is the last round. We're all guys. tied. So this is the absolute last round. Matter of fact, we're just going to pick one and we're all going to do an impression. Whoever oh. does the best. Whoever does the best gets it. You ready? Okay. All right. And we're gonna we're gonna go online. Oh, Jack Nicholson, the best. Jack. Okay. 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 Uh, Did she say who? The Shining, anger management. uh, One of the Joker in the first Batman movie. Okay. 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 All right. Not not the first Batman movie, but the nineties first nineties Batman. Okay, let me All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Can first. I'm it? going first. You can't handle the truth. All right. <laughs> that all right. was good. Uh, Solid. All right, all right. Uh, let's go with Robbie. Robbie, you look like you're ready. Right. I'm not ready at all. I can't do this. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, my Jack Nicholson's kind of on point. Uh-oh. He's, he's Uh-oh. not too bad at all. It's uh, Jack's was- kind of a classic voice. He's been in cinema forever. Okay. <laughs> Okay, all right. That's not bad. That's, I, I mean, it would have been better with a classic quote, though. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. I'm giving you an impression. I'm not giving you. I'm not copying. You got it. All right, Gianni. Yeah, are you googling? Oh, Do I see you googling? I see you googling. Gianni's up here googling. He's like, who is? <laughs> That's Jack. I know him. Smile. All right. <laughs> the Toyota Blake says, "Oh wow, Rob. That's all the way on point." <laughs> Jacqueline Robinson, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> All right. All right, Johnny, you're up. Jack go, Nicholson. Go, go, Jack go, Nicholson go. Um, I can't do Jack Nicholson because I have no clue of anything that he's done. All so right. can I do Will Smith again? Can I do Will Smith? Like the first one I had? What do you think, Rob? We're gonna let her do Will Smith. Oh, sure, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> this is like the AI, this is like the AI question. 
the, the assignment oh. is do a Jack so Go ahead. We want to see your Will you Smith impression you anyway. We want to see your Will Smith impression. <laughs> do Jack Nicholson. Oh. I'll do Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, it's more in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> okay. Right. So that was a good Jack Nicholson knot. <laughs> all right. So we're so it's between me and Rob. Who who won? You gotta put it online. Everybody who's online, go ahead and I put think... it put it in who between me and Rob. Me and Rob. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna come back. We get the answer before the show ends. Find out at the end of the show who the winner is between me and Robbie. All right, let's get in some shout outs. <laughs> that was a hard game. That, <laughs> that was, was fun. Uh, it was your uh, idea, Johnny. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> the actress. I thought you were going to like females. Okay. <laughs> All right, Johnny Storm. Um, shout out to the audience and remember to always give love so that you can receive love back. And not just to receive love, but just mm. to keep high love and high vibrations in the air. I love it. I love it. I like that. Harvey. Shout out to my PIC, Jose. Thank you. I love that we still love playing like kids and enjoy a Aww. happy life lived simply. Love Thank that. you. Yes. All right. And my okay. shout out is to Lizzie. Lizzie, we're missing you. Hope you get back soon. Aww. We look forward to having you when you do get back. All right. And looks like the winner... For the game is Mr. Robbie. Always. Good job, Robbie. (laughs) Cheating. (laughs) Robbie's cheating. I had to throw it in there. (laughs) All right. So that is officially all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. We hope that you learned something, gained a new perspective, even got some laughs in. We will be back live next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, or listen to new episodes of the podcast on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can always check out our recorded live episodes. Subscribe to us on YouTube using tlsshow.com. Also a reminder, podsnetwork.com, P-O-D-Z network.com, has a beta launch this week, Monday. Please sign up at podsnetwork.com. Test it out. Make suggestions for improvement. Let us know what you think. And our winner for yeah. the final thought for today's show, Mr. Robbie Rob. What's up, Robbie? All right. Final thought. If you don't already subscribe to a credit monitoring or identity theft protection service, <laughs> do it today. It is more valuable than you could possibly imagine if ever you become the victim of identity theft. Wow. Good to know. Especially in this I told you everybody wants to be like Robbie. all right so thank you robbie rock gianni but most importantly we need to thank you for listening to our shenanigans each and every week thank you very much have a good week everyone